Welcome to this special edition series of Penta Communications' top growth podcast, Emerging Stronger. Produced to help leaders gain valuable insight into strategies to help them lead their organizations more effectively through the coronavirus epidemic. Our host, Deborah Penta, interviews several leading experts in various disciplines, bringing together a well-rounded, all-star lineup on subjects such as positive thinking, wellness, business growth, and how to sell out of an economic downturn. Joining us today is Rocky Legrone, who is a nationally recognized and multiple award-winning top sales development expert with over 25 years of experience in both sales development and training. As a sales veteran, he has worked with a myriad of sales teams in the areas of sales evaluation and analysis, development, in-depth training, sales management, customer service, and leadership. With regards to overall strategy, Rocky focuses on the core products and services of a business to refine and build a complementary sales strategy in line with the goals and objectives of the company for maximum ROI. Throughout his career, he has worked with more than 1,000 companies of all sizes in various industries, and he has found one thing to be true. Transition and change in business is not only difficult, but inevitable. And we couldn't think of a more perfect person to have on the show today. Rocky, thank you so much for joining us. You know, sales leaders today need to hear what you have to say more than ever to help them find a way to catapult themselves out of this COVID-19 crisis. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Deborah. And I'm flattered to be invited and be a guest. And I agree with you 100%. Um, disruption creates opportunity, and this forced transition has caused many business leaders and business owners to rethink their position, to rethink their strategy. Uh, things are changing. They will never change back to the way they were. Travel will never be as much. More people are going to work from home in the future. More companies are going to see that their employees, the right ones, are more productive. They're going to see that more of the salespeople are going to step up. And looking at numbers, as most companies do to measure sales, is no longer going to be the norm. It's not about the numbers. It's about the activity that creates the numbers. And will people be able to work from home and work remote effectively? Those are the salespeople and the sales careers that are going to flourish in the future. Yeah, that's really great insight. And, you know, I have been so curious about um, a lot of the questions to help sales leaders really figure out what they need to do right now, because everyone's talking about everyone needs a plan. You have to have a plan. Rocky, how can salespeople be effective in selling through and out of this crisis? What characteristics do they need to have? What skills are essential? Yeah, insightful question, Deborah, because things have changed and they're going to continue to change. Um, so what can salespeople do? Well, salespeople need to double down, triple down, quadruple down on their activity, on their efforts. If you think about it now, you know, four weeks ago, I call it the sales apocalypse. And the first week, everyone was kind of working from home that wasn't already working from home because there were a fair amount of people already working from home. However, now think about your clients and your prospects and your customers. Um, they're working from home. Switchboards aren't working like they used to. There's not anybody in the office to transfer calls. So there's a lot of missed calls, but there's also a lot of uh, competition for attention. 
So if you have a sales force of 50 to 100 and your competition has a sales force of 50 to 100 and there's even new competition cropping up, now your particular customers and clients and prospects are getting four or five times the number of calls. We knew that before this crisis happened, it was an average of 12 attempts before you actually reach someone. And most salespeople weren't doing that much activity to reach an individual. And today it's even more. And so not only are your salespeople and salespeople needing to call more, they're also needing to be more memorable. They're needing to create trust quicker. They're needing to be uh, having some value that they bring. And it's not just checking in and it's not just, can we talk about that proposal that was delayed? It's more about really understanding the differentiating value that you bring to your clients from a perspective that maybe they haven't thought of before. What can you do differently that will separate you? And what are the issues that the client's having and how can you help them solve their problems? And so it's more about bringing value and more about listening. And, and if you think about what happens in a sales call, when people sell over the phone, they tend to rush an already rushed sales process. And it's really important to slow it down and take some time. And so salespeople today need to double down, triple down, and quadruple down on their effort. And when they get the right person on the phone to have the right conversation, they need to slow things down instead of rushing to the presentation and hoping that they get the proposal out and win the business by default. Yeah, that's really important, totally. And I, I really think that building trust now more than ever um, is what people need to do. But, you know, how does a CEO or a sales leader know whether their salespeople truly have what it takes to do what it is that you're recommending to drive revenue and or improve that customer relationship experience during a crisis? Well, that's a really difficult thing to figure out from a CEO or president or business leader perspective because most of the time the president or CEO is not on the front lines with the salespeople. They're dependent upon their sales managers to do that. But sales managers are not doing enough ride-alongs. They're not doing enough of the right coaching to help the salespeople learn the right lesson. And so what leaders can do is depend more on their sales managers for the right types of conversations with the salespeople. Most CEOs and presidents look at their pipeline and they want to know how reliable is it? Or in other words, how much do you discount the pipeline when you review it? And that discounting is going to have to be even more so today than it was a month or two ago, because not as many deals are going to close. There's going to be more deals that are delayed. And so it's up to the leader to really depend on the sales manager for effective coaching. And those coaching skills are very lacking. Most sales managers are sales managers because they got promoted to sales management as they were a great salesperson. And it's difficult to take that salesperson's skill set and translate that into uh, a true sales manager who's holding people accountable, coaching, and motivating the team on a very regular basis and with standardized practices and processes. So sales leaders should be a lot more dependent on their sales managers for that, but they need to look at their sales managers' activities and behaviors a lot closer as well. When we ask companies, how often do your sales managers coach? Sales managers and companies often tell us all the time. And when you're coaching all the time, 
90% of that is typically updates and information and the sales manager is offering help and what can I do to, to help you move this along and what resources do you need, which is a great thing to do. But when we ask how many coaching sessions end in a lesson and an action plan that's logged and used for future coaching, the answer is zero. And so most sales managers don't have a standardized coaching structure and process that helps the salesperson learn the right lesson so they don't make the same mistake and they're able to expedite faster growth and have a much more reliable pipeline. Yeah, that's that's really, um, really insightful. And I'm sure that many of our listeners are scratching their heads and they're having visions of their own organizations right now and uh, some of the dilemmas that they have with that whole sales model. But you know, you talk a lot about what is called sales DNA. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about that. You know, what type of organizational sales DNA does a company need to have to survive a crisis? So what is it? And what type does a company need to have to survive this COVID-19 crisis or any other major crisis for that matter? Yeah, I think the first thing is to make the decision to be great and to make the decision that we're going to do whatever is necessary to thrive through this. And so that's a leadership decision that's got to be made and then it's going to be transferred. In the first week of this crisis, we were suggesting that leaders meet with their team um, have some conversation, open the door, listen to their concerns, show empathy, help them understand they're gonna get support through this. Um, and, and that DNA is about compassion and really about leading and, and leading from the front and leading from the bottom, if you will. Uh, most organizations, you know, their org charts are top down where we look at it and say that the leader's job is to serve their people and to serve, is really a mindset that the leaders need to have because we're going to need to keep people and support them and help them through this crisis. And that's what's going to help us, the company get through the crisis. So that's one thing. The other thing is they've got to be thinking about how can we take advantage of this disruption? And I don't mean taking advantage of people, but I mean taking advantage of change and getting ahead of the change and looking out forward three to six to nine to 12 months and say, what do we want our company to look like? What do we want to be doing? What services and offerings can we provide that have great value to the marketplaces that we service? And that's a mindset issue. Once that's a mindset issue, then it needs to be aligned throughout the entire organization. And we find that there's a, a, a great gap in alignment. And when you have alignment issues, um, not everybody's marching to the beat of the same drum. And then not everybody's making decisions based on the same foundation. And so that creates some chaos and that creates delay in arriving at your goal. So alignment, communication, um, making the decision to be great and supporting the people with what they need. Things have changed a lot, right? Roles have changed. Uh, you can't just change a job description and say, this is the new deal. We have to help people get more comfortable between the ears of what they're going to be asked to do. And often that is a big part of what is overlooked in developing a world-class sales team. We provide companies provide training, they provide information, they provide all kinds of resources. And, and there's really no accountability to that. And on the back end of the accountability is where you see the results. 
So we need first have the mindset, then the alignment, then the resources, then the accountability to the change that's required. And all of that needs to be looked at from a third party perspective, because oftentimes we're too close into the forest to see the trees. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what you just shared with our listeners is extraordinarily valuable and it has so much good substance that even if they just followed the advice that you just provided, um, they're going to see a a positive result in the culture of their organizations. And that is going to uplift their teams to want to step up, to want to do more, to make a difference, to, um, to get to that next level, which is what everyone really needs to do right now. Yeah. And and it's really about the relationship between um, the employees and the employer and upline reporting and downline uh, understanding of, of what the changes are and, what the roles mean today, you know, years ago, or golly, not even years ago, but months ago, if you think about salespeople who may be lacking some skill sets in really understanding how to be effective working remotely, um, that's very evident and apparent today. It was a little hidden um, a couple of months ago when you think about sales managers that may or may not have the ability to manage people remotely. And today now everyone's working remote. So this remote skill set is right in the forefront of everyone. And when you think about salespeople that report to a manager who doesn't have the capabilities or the knowledge or the skill set yet to manage people remotely, then we've got people who can't work remotely, which is the majority of salespeople not because it's their fault, not because they're bad people, but because no one's taken the time to help them understand that. You know, there needs to be some uh, structure to their day. There needs to be some priority and identification of when is the best time to reach people. Who are the people they need to be reaching out to today? And that's not always the person that approves their product or service. Typically, it's someone else who owns the problem, and we have to help them identify that. And then one of the best times to reach those people. And then what are the best uh, statements and uh, introductions to the conversation? And then how do we carry that through the process internally in the organization? And managers that have not built that skill yet and salespeople that have not built that skill yet are generally out there kind of floundering going, well, what do I do? And then of course, it's the sales manager's responsibility to help make that happen. And if they don't know what they don't know and the salespeople don't know what they don't know, then you know, unfortunately, it's kind of like the blind leading the blind and whatever happens, happens by default, not by purpose. And the sins of a great economy are now very exposed. And we need to be really ahead of that game, looking at, again, what can we do in the next six months to arrive where we want to be? And now is the time with more downtime, with more decisions about right-sizing and retooling the sales organization and realigning the roles to the activities and the outcomes. Um, now it's the time of making those decisions. And if you're not making those decisions as a sales leader, you're going to be left behind. And in six months to a year, you're going to be struggling going, man, I wish I had done something sooner. And you can't do anything soon enough right now. It, it is time to rethink that. And if you're not sure what to do or how to do it, uh, certainly get a hold of us or someone like us that has the experience to help you through these economic transitions. This is our fourth one. 
Yeah. Uh, we've been around for a long time and, and we've seen this before. And so we know what's coming and we know how to head those things off of the past and help companies get ahead of those quagmires that they're going to find themselves in if they don't do something now. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more about the structure. Um, those sales managers and our leaders that are creating a morning meeting with their teams and then checking in in the afternoon and again at the end of the day who are creating that um, methodology of accountability and also that empathy and that handholding and that ongoing coaching. Those are the ones that are going to come out so far ahead of this. And they're also going to nurture those relationships with their team members who are inevitably going to come out stronger. And, and I'm really curious as to what your top tips are. If you were to come up with five tips for salespeople to effectively sell in a recession, what would those five tips be for salespeople? For salespeople, number one is double down, triple down, put forth more effort than you've ever put forth before. Number two, find a way to uncover, discover, identify what is the differentiating value that you bring to the table to your clients. In other words, if they don't buy from you, what are the consequences that they're going to experience? And that needs to be defined. Number three, double down again. Uh, whatever you've done, add 10, 20, 30% to it at the end of the day. Number four, be effective with your time. Uh, make sure that you're calling people at the right times. Um, we have found that the right times for decision makers typically are between 7.30 and 9. And then most people would also agree that between 4.30 and 6. Well, when everyone's working from home, you know, things are a little bit different. However, if you look throughout the day, um, and this is a little tip I don't share with everyone, typically just with clients, but I'm going to share with you guys because I think it's really important to add more value today, and I want you to take this with you. The other times of the day, if you think about it, most meetings start on the hour or on the half hour. And usually people are in front of their computers now getting ready for that meeting. And that 10 minutes before the hour or 10 minutes before the half hour are some other great times to contact and reach out to people. The other thing is we need to make sure that we're calling more often. Uh, salespeople get a little bit disenchanted when they've called three or four times and they don't get a return call, or they've sent an email, or they've reached out through LinkedIn, or whatever resource you have to reach people. And we need to be more diligent about that. Don't give up so early. Your competition is giving up after three or four calls. Make 12 to 15 attempts before you say, okay, I've, I've given up. Um, we don't need to, to be over salesy, but we need to be over aggressive in our attempt to reach people. And if salespeople have challenges with that, that's what's going on between their ears and preventing them from being more effective. So it's not just about doubling down and tripling down. It's about working smarter and working more at the right times. Uh, you want to walk the dog, you want to take a break, you need something to eat, do it 10 minutes after the hour. <laughs> to 10 minutes before the hour or 40 minutes after the hour to 10 minutes before the hour, because those are the most productive times to reach people. Um, the last thing I would say is we can't control anything but our attitude and our behavior. And that is very difficult when we've got all of this noise coming in uh, about the crisis. And on one end of the extreme, you have this, you know, uh, 
conspiracy theory. And on the other end, you have this overzealous media uh, who wants to be fear mongers and give you sometimes information that may be twisted or spun a little different way. And we can't pay attention to all of that. We can only focus on what we can focus on and we can only control our attitude and our behavior. And if you will follow those guidelines as a salesperson, you will come out of this extremely stronger. And even if things change in your business and in the near future, you're looking for a new opportunity, you're going to be stronger than the competitor that you're competing against for that new opportunity. So it's about salespeople continuing to work on their professional development, adapt, adjust, focus on your own attitude and your own behavior. And as my grandfather used to say, if you've done everything you can do and you've done the best you can do for that day, that's all you can do. And don't worry about it. We can't control other people. We can't control the outcome. We can't control the timing of the bounce. But I think as salespeople, that's what we have to look at. As sales leaders, I think we have to look at our teams and say, not does people, do people conform to our new way, but how do we take advantage of the talents that our team has today? You know, I, I was doing a webinar the other day, and, and I don't know how this came up, but it came up, and I apologize if this offends anybody, but I'm an LSU fanatic. Uh, so I went to LSU, Louisiana State University. As some of you might know, uh, LSU won the national football champ. Sorry, I got to throw that in there. Um, undefeated season, unprecedented season. And what the coach did to make that happen is he brought in the right people who had the right talent for coaching, for development. And he took a survey and an analysis of his current team and said, where does our best talent lie? And how can we help take advantage of our best talent to beat the competition? And as a leader, it's not always about building a model and saying, let's get people to this model and let's get people to change our model. Sometimes it's about how do we get the best out of what we have? And in order to know that, of course, you've got to do some analysis to know what you have. And when you think about that DNA and those things that go on between the years, it's really all about how you think that creates your behavior. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with our listeners. Rocky, I've known you for a very, very long time. And I remember you have survived the uh, recession back in the late 80s and early 90s. You've been through 2008, 9-11, and now you are helping companies and guiding them through this unprecedented health crisis in our nation. And um, they're lucky that those companies that are working with you are so lucky to have you on their teams. Our listeners were very fortunate to hear your words of wisdom today. And we thank you so much for sharing your expertise. And definitely, we will have you back on the show and certainly at our conference to, um, to share more um, as we uh, move through this and uh, and get everybody through the, the times to come. So thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. I greatly appreciate it. Again, I'm flattered and honored to be on your show. And to all the listeners out there, we wish you the best of health and happiness. And um, you will survive. We will survive. And we will come out stronger on the, on the other end. Thank you. Good selling, everyone. Thank you, Rocky. 